prescription painkillers in the form of opiates had me so addicted that I hurt myself in order to get more pain meds, where I would take so much that I nearly overdosed. But I had a radical encounter with Jesus, and I have never looked back. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Lately, we've been talking about the epidemic of the addiction to prescription-level opioids, what it is doing in our society, and even more so, what it does to an individual person's life. Now, you wouldn't think a painkiller would be anything dangerous, right? But painkillers now are destroying people's lives when they get hooked on them. It is a very addictive drug and does a lot of damage guys in our last show we had luke thompson share with us how addiction painkillers really worked in his life step by step he talked about selling marijuana selling drugs and stealing hurting other people doing things that he never would have ever done because the drug and the desire for it warped his very behavior the drug gripped all of his emotions and motivations Today, he's going to share how he got set free from all this mindless craziness for these drugs and how his mind got set free. Luke, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much, Alan. Luke, real quick, before we dive into this, I understand that this drug had more of a mental addiction on you. Is that right? Yes. What do you mean by that? It's all I could think about. Like, nothing else mattered. I mean, the physical part, you know, made it even more of an incentive to get more because you physically craved it. But mentally, like, I mean, you just have to realize that all of the bad decisions that happened over the years of using all the consequences were there, all the hurts, all the mistakes, the guilt of things I did to other people would be there and I would have to medicate. Wow. Now I understand that you hit rock bottom when you went to jail, but you still couldn't stop the addiction. And during parole, you got your hands on the drug and tried to hide it because, you know, you had to go back. Tell us about that moment. Yeah. So this was when I went to juvie, we'll call it. Okay. Yeah. I went on a home pass and I snuck back in a pill. I waited till my drug test was over. I did it, got high. And then on the next pass, I couldn't wait until I got back wow. after the drug test. And I did something. I smoked like K2 because I wouldn't show up, but it like clouded my judgment. And the next thing you know, hanging out with, you know, various people and I was doing pills and thinking I'm just going to take one of those drinks to flush my system. But actually as my mom was driving me back to the facility, I actually threw it up everywhere. I couldn't like be late and I didn't have any more money to buy another one and they're not readily available anywhere. So I went back and I failed my drug test. Okay. So something happened after that. Yeah. So I was on the basketball team. I went up for a layup and a friend was like kind of playing defense and got in my way and I landed on his foot and my femur snapped in half. Oh gosh, yeah, that's horrible. It's like the most painful break that someone could have. But I understand that even though this is like a horrible situation, you saw this as a way to get painkillers. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, at the moment I was just in such excruciating pain. I just wanted the pain to go away. But 
as you know, they gave me something like, Oh yeah, my mind started thinking about, Oh, I'm getting this or I'm going to get that. Wow. And I can continue using because I wasn't done in juvie. You know, I came up with these ideas that I don't want to be a junkie anymore. I don't want to be a drug addict. I want to be a casual user, a casual user, right? Like I could be casual. I can control it. Yeah. Because I didn't want the consequences, but I still wanted to dibble in that. Wow. So how did all of this end? I mean, here you are excited to be hurt because you're going to get more prescription medicines. How did you eventually get set free? So they eventually let me out and, you know, I had a cast on my foot and I was using like crazy. Wow. That's when I did heroin robbery. I did all kinds of crazy things. But it eventually led to me getting arrested. And this time I went to adult prison. Okay. So in this moment, how did you eventually get set free from all this stuff? So in prison, it wasn't like I was able to be completely off. I tried like for days, I was just waiting for friends to, you know, send me pills on the back of a stamp (laughs) and it never happened. You know, all those friends, none of them showed up to visit me. No one wrote me. Oh, really? Yeah. You think you have all these friends, but you really don't. Wow. So it got to the point where it was like, okay, hey, I have a problem and, you know, I just won't do the opiates anymore. But when I get out, I still want to, you know, live my best life and this and that. Mm. So actually my grandmother died. The chaplain Mm. called me down to, you know, speak to him. And he told me, and this was like one of my biggest supporters growing up. And, you know, I just loved her dearly. And I just remember that really wrecked me, but he gave me a track. So this is definitely a very important thing. Like you think of giving a track is just like nothing, but it really impacted my life because maybe I didn't go right back and read it, but I did. And then it caused me to really get into my Bible and study. And, you know, God really showed himself true to me Wow! in there. And like, did you accept Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. You did? Yeah. I repented because like I was raised Christian, you know, I had the Holy Spirit all during addiction Mm. was telling me, no, don't do this. But it would get to the point where I just got better and better at silencing the Holy Spirit. Wow. But then you gave your life to Christ, truly surrendered to him. Now, I understand that your wife played a significant role in your own faith because it sounds like she was really inspirational to your life as well. Tell us about that. Yeah. So when I met her, she was not a believer and I was a very lukewarm believer, you know, just casual. Like I tried to have Christian principles in my life, Mm -hmm. but I didn't really have a relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. We went through tremendous amount of heartache and she actually had a radical encounter with Jesus. And in doing so, she began to question things and ask me like, well, you know, you're a Christian. Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And she began to slowly call me out of my lukewarmness and like her hunger (laughs) for Jesus really created a hunger for me as well. Wow. And then what was the moment that you really crossed the line into your walking with Jesus? So, I mean, I definitely had an encounter with Jesus where, you know, I wanted to be saved. You know, I called on him for help. Mm-hmm. This was in prison, but I still had reservations, you could say. Yeah. You know, I still wanted to, you know, have premarital sex. I still wanted to not do all the things, you know, the Bible teaches. I just wanted to pick and choose, but I wanted to be a good person and I really wanted to be a good Christian. Mm-hmm. But later on, I would, you know, get right with God. I'd say premarital sex was the biggest one that I just wasn't open to, you know, waiting like, you know, the Bible teaches. But eventually you surrendered all that. I understand that you got to a point where you guys became radical Christians. Yeah, I got to the point, I would say two years ago, two and a half years ago, where I just got tired of chasing. Like, just because I stopped using drugs doesn't mean that I wasn't still filling my life with things other than God. Yeah, You know, I would chase money. I would chase approval. I would chase pretty much, you know, anything, but it wasn't until I began to truly run after Jesus with all that I had that everything began to change. So looking back in your life being addicted to all those opioids, 
How does a life with Jesus fill you today? I mean, that was definitely no way to live. It was very animalistic and it was all about me. Mm. Like if you look at it, they say in like recovery rooms that, you know, the disease of addiction, which I don't agree, it's a disease, but they say that the core of it is self-centered fear. Mm. And that's so true. It's always about me and what I need and all that. And today, Mm. like I really try to be as Christ-like as possible and put others first. I try to serve others. I try to go low and be humble and just be as much like Christ as I possibly can. Does it feel good to be free? Because you've been free from this for many years now from drugs at this point, correct? Yeah, I actually just celebrated 11 years last week. It blows my mind. (laughs) It really blows my mind. So, I mean, is it better? Because I think some drug addicts would say, how is that better? That sounds more boring. Jesus and all this stuff. What's the truth about this? So, I mean, yeah, that's the thing you hear. Even they don't have to be a drug addict to say that, oh, like Christian life is boring. But like, I have tons of fun. Like I can experience all of my emotions and things in life. Like I can just experience life, the good, the bad, and all of it. Mm. You know, there can be storms all around me, but the storms aren't inside of me today because I have Jesus and I just have that peace that passes all understanding. Wow. Sounds like you're alive. It's almost like you're in a different whole spiritual new place now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I went from an addiction, believing in Jesus to now he is the Lord of my life. That's amazing. You know, if you're surrendering in battle and you're letting somebody be the Lord of your life, you're not going to do it conditionally. Like, okay, well I'll surrender, but I still want to keep my money or I still want to do this or that. Like it's Mm -hmm. all or nothing. That's what Jesus is asking for one thing. And that's everything. Yeah. A lot of times people will claim Christianity. I love Jesus, but they're not changed. Like if a non-believer looks at their life mm-hmm. and this was me too, so I'm not throwing shade. Like it was me as well. Yeah. Somebody would look at my life that wasn't a believer and they would say, my life is so similar to you. Like, how are we different? Yeah. And like, when you really think about that, like we're called to be set apart. We're called to be different than the world. Wow. Luke, thanks so much for sharing with us the truth about your life and how Jesus came to truly set you free. I mean, gosh, what an amazing experience. So thanks so much again for joining us today and sharing the truth about your life. Oh, it was my pleasure. Let's learn more about how this can change your life right after this short break. Hey, everyone. As an evangelist, I'm really into changing people's lives with a powerful message of the cross. Do you know people are getting set free from drugs, addictions, and internal anguish by the power of the Holy Spirit working through our show? Will you ask the Holy Spirit if He wants you to partner with us financially? Every donation will help us to reach 1 million more people. Think of it. 30 people giving $100 a month will bring this show in front of 1 million more people. Will you help me to get to one more city in the U.S.? You can give by going to awakenthenations.com. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More Real Life starts now. Welcome back to the show. I want to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? I'm very amazed at the way Luke answered the question, comparing and contrasting his old drug addiction highs with the way he feels now being filled with the Holy Spirit and with God. Did you know that faith in Christ can produce such levels of spiritual high that it can surpass that even of cocaine, opioids, and marijuana? 
Now, how is that? It's written in ancient scripture in Psalms 107, 8 through 9. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. According to this verse, the Lord has the power to satisfy the longing soul and the soul that is looking for something more. To be honest, according to this verse, I think all of our souls are looking for something more something to give us a true sense of fulfillment. We all are hungry for this. And unfortunately, many are leaning into physical means to try to fulfill something that can't be fulfilled by anything on this earth. It's written in John 6.35, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. Beloved, this means that we can come to such a state of peace that whether we're rich or poor, or whether we're feeling good or bad, Whatever it is, we can have such a state of fulfillment in our souls through Jesus Christ and through knowing Him, just like Luke described. Lord Jesus, we welcome you into our lives. Please be the bread that fulfills our soul. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you have a testimony to share or know someone who does and would like to share it on our show, go to AwakeningTheNations.com and click Guest Audition on the top menu. See you next time.